And welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. My name is John. And I'm Thomas. And we are back. We are here. Oh man, we snubbed him. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> we have. Uh, we also have my brother Tom, the executive producer. He is on special assignment here in the local area. I'm here. Hanging out. Charles. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Too That's early. How exciting it is to I know. I, I actually I haven't done the, the double whirly yet. I mean yeah. a lot of people I know you're the, looking back and forth a lot here. Like, is that like the double whammy or what what is that like? Yeah, the double whirly is it sounds <laughs> like there should be like a toilet involved in my head or oh, something. Man. Like That's a yeah, that was, was a, a swirly, right? Growing up the swirly was yeah. the, it was yeah. the growing up thing. So we're had, back. Have, have the whirlies ever had a swirly? Oh yeah. I, I do I have a story about this. Oh you were talking about how we always have stories. Somebody asked me if I ever knew what a swirly was ever. And I was like, no, I have no idea what that is. And then they were like, well, let me show you. And then they pick me up and they turn me upside down. I, I wasn't that old at this time. And I was like screaming like, no, no, I, I didn't even know what was coming. <laughs> and they took me to the bathroom and just <laughs> opened up the toilet, put my head in there and flushed it. And, and that's when I learned how what a swirly was. Yeah. You yeah. regretted saying no, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I wonder if you said yes if they'd have left you alone or if that was going know, in no matter what. Right? I, I have no idea. You've gotten a swirly too then. I, I think I've administered more swirlies than I've than I've given. I think that's Really? For sure. Yeah, I mean I, I have some nephews and they're they're of the age of they can be picked up and and wow, done to. you've done a swirly, you do a swirly on well, a nephew. I think I tried it on Isaac and he uh, wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> we need to restart the podcast now. <laughs> Are you serious? No, <laughs> I feel really bad about that, but yeah, it's okay. Confession time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is our last. Um, this is our recap of our entire season, season one. one. This is the end, the official end of season one. This is kind of a bizarre night because we haven't. We're, we do the podcast in Thomas's house, and we haven't been in your house for for months. Yeah, COVID has come, and you know, John, you you work out in the public, so I've been trying to kind of keep my eye on you. A lot of people say that to me, yeah. actually. No, I'm, are, are I'm you joking because like I'm I really, totally I really get that a lot, actually. No. <laughs> I don't know where you've been. No, <laughs> I've been a lot at the Super Eight motels. Exactly. A lot. He's working on the street corner every night. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is working know. over there on the streets. I don't know. No, I'm teasing. Not in the corners, in the houses. But it is interesting. Like, would you have a guest over? You know, you're like I don't know you. Come over to my house. Yeah, yeah. I guess we, you know, for a while there, we were being bringing people over every every week, and uh, every, Thomas would never know who it's coming over his house. He's like, "Who you might know?" Yeah, exactly. And we never had any shady guests or anything like that. Maybe maybe one or two, but few things went missing throughout the course of the season at my house. That's mm, it, just a that's few. Good. You know, <laughs> but it was it was very colorful, and there's a lot of different characters that came in and out of those doors. Some very distinguished characters, and some people that were just like. Let it li- let it ride. Just be whatever. So we haven't been over here. It's uh we're in July we're July the fifteenth today, and we haven't been in your house since was it April? No, it's February. Yeah, we haven't hosted a podcast since February. Wow, that's bizarre because I was here in December when we did a couple podcasts. So not long after that, no things shut down. So so there have been a lot of things that happened in this interim time. Um, for, for, for all of us, actually, um, mostly just Thomas and I, I guess maybe for, no, 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 what's happening? Tom Tom had some big things happen too. Tom's huge. Do you you have something big that's happened? Wait, I don't have anything big that's happened. I'm asking, have you? Yeah. What happened? That was big. Well, I'll get into my story in a second here, but, but I, but I was just saying that like, well, I think it's interesting that me and Thomas aren't sure what big happened for you, but we know what happened with us. Well, I'm in a holding pattern right now. <laughs> I've completed eight laps in the holding pattern, Tom. If that's not big to you, I don't understand what would be. Uh, ten? Okay. <laughs> Double digits? So, uh, so Thomas, uh, I, I'm going to go into your story first. Is that all right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, or you could let him tell it himself. Yeah, you tell your you story. Prefer? I love the way you tell it, though, John. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's no. a great story. Uh, no, so where, where we left off with our, our listeners, I guess, is that I was traveling back and forth to Florida. So go, even going back and forth. You just yeah, had, in a yeah, panic. I, I, Why I would you go back and forth to Florida? 
Um, I was trying to really Are spread driver? COVID. You know, I was oh. trying to like do my part. To <laughs> Are we allowed to tell started? COVID jokes now? Because I don't know if that's like on the table. No, I think you can. You have to laugh about it, okay, or else okay. you know. Got it. Okay. No, it's it's coming for us. Obviously, he wasn't doing this. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. This was all before COVID. But no, I met a girl. Actually, hold on, real quick. My theme song for COVID is the uh, "Never Gonna Get It, Never Gonna Get It, Never Gonna Get It, Never Gonna Get It." Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was got to keep on moving. Oh, no, oh, no. No, it's, not, no, it's never going to get it. Okay, yeah. back to your story. Sorry. Yeah, so, you know, age-old story, right? You meet the girl, and you do what it takes to, to get the girl. And so I was going back and forth to Florida, and I, I went back and forth six times. Oh, my. Um, before um, she finally moved back here in the end of March. Were you trying to convince her the entire time to move back? Is that you're like every time you're like I got one more reason why you should come back to St. Louis. No, actually she was going to move back and then the more I visit her she's like eh, might <laughs> be a little say, close. The way you started off the story about six times back and forth you got to do anything to get a girl. It sounded like kind of a stalker and like and on the sixth time she answered the door. Okay, but you know? but, but in all honesty, you know, <laughs> serious thing. If a person's into you, what a stalker does, you'd be like, oh man, he's so romantic. He's so well, over the top. The, he's so, it's, but there's, if there's nothing, like if you, if the other party wasn't into you and you were doing all those things, you'd be a total like psychopath. Right. But no. if you're in love with them or like them a little, you're like, oh, that's the sweetest thing in the world. No, no. So, so this, this woman who I'm pursuing, we've had many conversations about that. And she says basically that even like before they're into you, like your attraction level determines whether or not you're creepy. You know, it's like if, if you're not attractive and you do something, it's like it's perceived as creepy. If you're attractive, yeah. it's like endearing. And it doesn't seem fair. Exactly. I, like, I've always thought a stalker and a person that's in love with somebody is just like a couple ticks off. Like, like you aren't too far off. Like if you could just hone that in a little bit, you could probably – but you can't never go from stalker to – in love like you can't you can't make that shift it's a hard line but in either case i was invited to florida so you're on the uh, the good side of the line. yeah whatever whatever that ticks were i didn't have them so yeah so no so i i was going back there and and so um yeah eventually she she moved back here which had always been the plan um it wasn't um, ever a long-term long time uh, relationship gonna be for a distance and so she moved back and you know, the love story continued, and in, I guess, April, we got engaged. So everybody in the you whole guess. world... You said you he, guess. He's sure of it. Um, I hope you're sure at this point. Everybody in the it's whole... It's too late, Tom. I believe the wedding's coming up fairly soon. It, yeah. Everybody in the world is is locked down. Nobody's really communicating or in, in the presence of other people, and somehow you managed to convince a girl to move... During the lockdown, to move to St. Louis, and then besides that, you managed to get her to marry you or to engage. I mean, that's that's pretty uh, pretty amazing, actually. I mean, timing was definitely on our side. So COVID actually kind of helped you, is what you're saying? Oh, it it totally did for for a number of reasons. Um, one of so we we had time to sort of establish things before traveling got hard. Um, so you know, I had been traveling down there January, February before things shut down in March. So we had a strong connection already by the time things got weird. Did um, you like have to use the line, hey, you want to hunker down together? Did you like use those kind of lines or like Haven't COVID used that one. Show? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, no, no. That was a really bad one. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I didn't go there. But then, so she works in the schools and the schools closed. And so she wouldn't have been able to move back until early June. But she was able to move back like a couple months early because... She See, could do school remotely. Most of the people I know, like COVID has really cramped their dating style or their romantic life or whatever. And here you are kind of hitting the gas pedal on on the COVID and just going into it, diving in head deep. Well, it definitely does a lot of things too. It clears your social calendar. And so it's like, what are you going to do? You can't go out. She's got a child. I got two kids. And so you're going to spend a ton of family time. And so it's just, yeah, you're going to figure out real fast how well things work or how well things don't work because it's I had this the theory pressure cooker. when that all happened and because a lot of people were like questioning what would be the case for a lot of couples. My theory was it would either pull couples apart or push them together, like actually make the bond stronger or you would find out how much you actually hate these people that you've been hate married is such to. a strong word when it comes to couples, well, huh? <laughs> Love and hate, uh, but man. There's, but you've seen a lot of big-time celebrity couples break up 
during this period. And I think it's kind of because they've been forced to, you know, they normally are off living these extravagant lifestyles and now they're forced in their homes to stay with this person for months. And it, sure. Find Re- how much, reevaluate there. Yeah. They find out how much they really didn't like that person. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's totally true. It sounds bad, but what's well, a magnifying glass, yeah. right? And do you like it or do you not like it? Yeah. yeah. So like, here's a, here's a question. Like once COVID's over, like it'll ever end, <laughs> but, but once COVID's over, like, um, I wonder how that'll impact your relationship because you're like, this is the whole new dynamic we haven't experienced yet before, you know, like, and you live in town and I don't know, I'm not pre- going to preach, but anyways, no, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm ultimately, I'm, ultimately I'm, I'm really happy for you. Uh, her, she, Courtney's really great. Can I say yeah. her name? Oh crap. Yeah. No, it's good. Sorry. Roll with it. That was my problem before. But um, she's great. We like her, and her son's great too. And and uh, yeah, really I mean, that, together. the goal is to marry up in life, and you know that's that's what I shot for. And you know, boom, hit it. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, that's I got exciting. like you got like two weeks. Two weeks, and this guy's uh, done. So it, just just notice out there, if any girl. Is listening to the podcast and wants to make a move on Thomas. What, what, what do they say? You better you do something for better. Or for worse? better, like for, if you have your, this is your moment to step oh, up and say. If something anyone wants to object, yeah. yeah. I don't think that line's going to be at your wedding. I, I, if I had to guess, it's not no, I, I don't think they really asked that. That's that's a movie thing. That's yeah. what they did in the movies. So, uh, so that's been a big, big move. A yeah, big change. Yeah, I mean, you think about this podcast. So we we launched this. I don't know, a little over a year ago when we did our first podcast. and Yeah, it was. About yeah. May or June, I guess. Yeah. And so, yeah, a lot of the dating journey, it was it was a wild one. Yeah, it has been. It's Your stories have been the best. Okay. And uh, so we'll get back to that later. Okay. Sorry. Hey. So, <laughs> okay. And then my brother, Tom, is here. Yep. And uh, Tom has gone through some changes, too. Tom uh, is a producer, and he works in TV, and he works in uh, sports uh, video and uh, when they the bills. what well, well it used did to. used to pay the bills until <laughs> yes, <I>, there <laughs> were no live sports so then it kind of stopped so Tom bills. doesn't really have any jobs in Tom when's your next job scheduled for I don't have any <laughs> so I really don't you would, were gonna do the Olympics right yeah I should have done the Olympics uh, there's another thing I do always in August through October that to my knowledge is probably gonna be canceled. It's not looking good. Three weeks have already pulled out out of seven. So yeah, Tom always goes to Europe in the fall, and and uh, that's canceled, and or will, more might, than likely might be canceled. I don't see it. How can it happen if they won't even let Americans travel into the EU right now? Right. So yeah. it's like, how can you try to plan a competition? I mean, it's supposed to start in like a month, in a couple of days. You know. So Tom, uh, Tom lives in the, well lived in the Springs. He sold his house in Colorado uh, Springs. Yeah, yeah, lived in the Springs, Colorado. Sold my house. This is how I would describe my COVID nineteen experiment <laughs> experience. You you had an experiment here. It's going kind on. of an experiment yeah, because I I sold my house and I recorded an album. That's how I look at it, and I moved. Yeah, Tom wrote an album, and it's called Letting Go. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, what are you letting go of? Your um, house. Your job, <laughs> just things in life that need to be let go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes Jul- out July thirty first everywhere. It's available. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> is is it like one of those side notes of letting go, uh, and then in parentheses letting God <laughs> behind no, it? <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking about no, that. Because no. that's just, the thing that in church, isn't that the thing? Letting let go, go and let God. Let go and let God. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it? yeah. I, I guess I've heard, heard that. that. I've heard it, yeah, but I... I think guys used to do it when they thought. were dating girls, like, hey, let's just let go and let God. I don't think that's at all the context <laughs> for that. Uh, no? No. No, is that your big line? Yeah, I wouldn't use that either if it is. <laughs> all these years, I've used that line. <laughs> hey, baby, let's, let's pray. Let go and let God. <laughs> let go of what? I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's been a big change, and so Tom's had some changes during COVID, and... and uh, and then I, um, I, where do you sit? No, I'm what sit- happened? Well, I've, you know, honestly, uh, I've been, I've liked a girl for a long time. I've been kind of, kind of, uh, uh, trying to understand what that's like and what that means. And we broke up right before COVID and, uh, that was kind of hard on me a little bit. And so I spent, uh, several months, um, uh, kind of pining or, uh, quarantining. 
Well, that's not really quarantining, but I know that's a tough time to break up right it, before quarantine. It was it lots was of isolation because, like, my mind started playing tricks with me. I was like, because I, I, in my mind, I said, well, if there was ever a time to spend with somebody, no, who wants to be alone now? But but the message was, we're going to be alone right now, and so it was messing with me. And so I uh, I kind of hunkered down and did some work, and I uh, did what a lot of people did. I went to counseling and therapy and stuff like that. And I ended up um, uh, almost like pursuing this girl without like telling her I was pursuing her, which I, I didn't even know if that's a thing. But I was like writing letters and never sending them, and writing songs and just to myself almost. It was it was it was kind of therapeutic. And then I got to a point where I I more or less let go of this situation. I guess I, I'm not. I don't know if I can let go of any situation. See, letting go. Letting it's go. coming back. Yeah, it's it's coming back. I know a perfect album for you to buy. <laughs> Gotta wait, July thirty first. I think he's heard it. Yeah, I have heard it. And I Tom actually wrote a song to me on the album, which is really cool. Um what's it called Love Again? Yeah. It's really uh romantic. It's really it's it's really special. But but anyways, um he wrote a song about how, you know, you're gonna find love again. It, um, you know, but just be patient. Anyways, that's the message I've learned for the last couple of months is just be patient, accept what is. And um, and maybe keep my mouth shut more. I, I know that's weird because I like talking. I like telling stories. And so this thing that I may have or may have not have let go of, um, it seems to be coming back to me. And so I, I don't know what that means, but I'm trying to be patient for something that's in the future. And if that's what it's supposed to be, then that's good. I know I'm talking cryptically here. Probably. No, no. I mean, it make, makes sense. And if it's not that thing, it'll be something else. Yeah, le- sure. Learning to let go and... Yeah, but I'm, but that's, yeah, the last couple months has been um, sitting and listening and trying to be patient and trying to learn because I'm not a very patient person. And I'm a person who, you know, I do small business and when I have a problem, I fix it. I take care of it like that. And, um, and somebody's asked me to wait and somebody's asked me to um, just allow time and space to heal. It's probably not an accident, right? That someone's asking you to do something against your nature. Yeah, so it's it's almost it feels like the right thing to do, even though I kind of hate it at the same time. So if anything else, I think I'm learning a lesson in patience and learning a lesson in doing something. It's like a it's it's kind of like teaching me to do something I've never done before or that I'm not good at doing. And so I don't know. It's it's interesting. I so all that to say, uh, there's a date on the calendar where I'm going to go with a girl and we're going to go on a date and, and talk about where things are at. So good luck. Yeah, I know. Like you get married and what do I have? I have a date on the calendar. Hey, that's hey. better than no date on the calendar. <laughs> well, Tom, you need to let go of some stuff and then you can get your own date yeah, on the calendar. I, that's why I wrote this album about <laughs> letting go. I'm learning. Everybody's path is just different though, John, it, it is. you know? And so it's like, you and, cannot, you cannot rush to the point. That's where you end up in, in bad situations and bad comparisons and all that stuff. You're right. And that's that's absolutely right. And that's one thing that I've kind of learned through the podcast. And I, I look at other people and I'm like, oh, we could be like them or we could be like, you know, or whatever. And I don't realize that, okay, God has me where I'm at right now for a reason, for a purpose. And and almost to like to rush things is to kind of miss the moment that I'm in right now. And so I'm learning that more and more, uh, and it's it's not an easy lesson for me to learn, but but that's where I'm at. So no, that's that's good. But also, like you got to recognize, I mean, I I love this girl, but it's like there's nothing out there that's like this perfect, beautiful, romantic fairy tale. I mean, there's beautiful parts of it, there's romantic parts of it, but like at the the nitty gritty of relationships and marriage and all that stuff is, there's a lot of of realness beneath what you see or, you know, anybody else. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. And, and I know that like any relationship I would be in, um, would certainly have its, its highs and lows. And I realize that like, I'm inviting, um, you know, a whole change in dynamic. I'm inviting a lot of things into my world. And, and you know, I, I know that all the, all things work together for the yeah. good, for those who love him. I, I believe that. And so, you know, I don't, I don't fear that, but I'm not going in. I don't think, that any girl can fix my problems or can uh, can love me enough to where I feel like satisfied on my own or whatever. I don't think that's yeah. possible. I you know fairy tale like I think I can. That's a good idea, but I know that I have to figure out how to love on my own and I need to figure out how to be loved on my own outside of any other relationship. So 
Yeah, that is hard though. Yeah, that's it's, really hard. It's the journey I've been on. So that's our catching up. We caught up. Yeah, you have <clears> four <throat> bullet points here. Yeah, ca- Can we catching scratch up. Scratch that one off now. <laughs> so next, <laughs> I, I I wanted to I. This is weird. We we just hung out tonight. We're celebrating. We did like a. Uh, I'll call it a bachelor party. <laughs> I, I'll call it. I'm sorry if that's your bachelor uh, no, party. I'll, 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 I'll call honest, it dinner. That, dinner with that the wasn't dudes. even a full menu. They even said that was their COVID nineteen menu. Hey man, when you're living in 2020, you just take what you <laughs> just can roll get. It. That's it. Like, you okay. you better be happy that we're in St. Charles and we're living in the wild wild west out here. We can actually walk into a restaurant and actually sit down you know that is true i mean like that is golden if you're somewhere else in the world you're like oh crap they sat down in a restaurant tonight are you kidding me um so anyways that was uh that's that can we have a bachelor party with you and that's no we're not gonna do any type of bachelor party this is Man, there's nothing at all. I mean, I'm not even talking about like like going somewhere crazy and doing something crazy. I'm it talking has about, to be before Sunday though, because I leave. Those are those are for people <laughs> who have wild oats to sow. Man, no, I don't want you to sow. You you don't get caught up no, in the word. This is COVID party. though. What, so What's like one of your favorite things to do? Yeah, what do you like doing? Sit home and watch a movie by so myself. So we could all sit at home and watch a movie together. <laughs> probably have with ice cream. <laughs> that hey, probably, see, I got not, your attention. No, you got me. That would probably be tonight. Is that really your thing? <laughs> no, I honestly though, I'm just a minimalist, and like COVID has got me very much like tunnel visioned on everything. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, can I can I ask what did you do for your first bachelor party? Did you have one of those? I did have. Yeah, I played around a golf with the boys, okay. and we had steaks. Okay. So we could do a barbecue or something. I mean, we we could. I did. I just to hang out. The thing know? that I did, I liked a lot. I um, I uh, we we used to play ultimate frisbee all the time, and uh, they used to have at the uh, local rec center, they had lights you could rent for the night, and so we turn on the lights for the rec center, and um, and we played frisbee night frisbee, and that was always a special thing to do night frisbee. And then, uh, did we do anything else, or is that it? No, I thought we did that for multiple people though. Like, didn't Craig do that? We, we, yeah, but like, we did that for bachelor party. That, that was like the clean Christian bachelor party. Hey, let's play ultimate frisbee, and then we'd go out for ice cream afterwards, or something like that, or yeah, something. Sure something. It was really that. simple. So yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's there's only so many clean and then, bachelor party things. And Camping then you go to the trip, east side. you get the uh, <laughs> camping trip. Yeah, the yeah. float trip. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> Poker game. Like these are you know the the. We could play a poker game with TJ. We could, you know, there are lots of ideas. But the other thing is, people aren't gathering right now. We can go to TJ's house. We're gathering right now. You can knock on the door. TJ won't let you in. Seriously? Oh, TJ, no, he did the COVID, man. Is he down? No, he's just keeping people away, you know, from from the castle. Okay. It's like, does he go outside the castle? Well, no, he he does. He's not weird about it. It's just I'm just saying that. Okay, he's fair not, enough. Okay, I was no, thinking that'd be a good idea. There's been no in-person poker games in, in okay. months. They they're all online. Okay. Yeah, we can play they, them online. That's they fine. do actually. Yeah, I mean, lots, boardgamearena.com. Lots of apps <laughs> out there. Okay, so uh, so that's our catching up. Uh, so I wanted to talk about um, this is like the season one recap of the Life After Bliss podcast, and we evolved throughout the podcast quite a bit. Um, you know, we went from uh, number one, we didn't know what we were doing. I think a lot of people do that. Honestly, I, I know a little bit about recording and I had some decent mics I bought, you know, but like I did, we started at my house and it was really echoey and booming in there. And I, I always tell people to start listening to like episode four or five because the first three or four are crap. I think we, we cut the first one completely. Did you knock them off? We re-recorded. We, 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 <laughs> yeah, we, we re-recorded. Re, re, we re, 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 re <laughs> <laughs> We did. It was kind of embarrassing because we were getting a lot of uh, hits on our streams and I was like, oh, geez, don't listen to the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. So uh, we started off uh, with the idea of uh, uh, really just talking about our failed marriages, you know, like, or failed marriage in general or where we were at in life. And then, uh, something happened after the first, what, like four or five. What? It... Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of started in on catharsis, right? And you're like, we both had a story to tell. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if I'd say it was a story to tell. It was more like the beginning of a story. Yeah. Right. It was. And it was, it was the path that we had taken like personally. I mean, I, I know by the time we started doing the podcast, I had my feet under me a little bit. Um, a year before that, I would have said I was totally lost, you know, and you, you get the world knocked out from under you. Um, I think I started the podcast a little bit lost, quite a bit lost, actually. And so I don't think I had my feet as 
firmly planted as yours were? Well, I, I mean, I don't know, right? I'm always conscious of the fact that a year from now I might look back and say, okay, you know, I've, I had a lot of growing to do. So, but, you know, I, for me, I do feel like I was along that journey of recovery already, but still very much, I mean, we were, we were both dating for the first time. We were dating and life. telling our stories, and we were doing uh, things we'd never done before, going clubbing for the first time ever, and like just doing these bizarre things, kissing girls for the first time, and like not not that we had never kissed a girl before, <laughs> since but marriage. yeah, since yeah. marriage, so yeah. divorce, whatever. <laughs> like just like it's just weird, like the the whole dynamic of the thing, and then you know after like four or five episodes, we're like, okay, you know, marriage is a good topic, but it's not really. First off, it's not really relatable to everybody, and and also uh, the stories kind of get old after a while, you know, because like we don't want to be the woe is me, uh, you know, this is where I'm at and I'm divorced and I'm a single dad, you know, all that. Uh, so we decided to, uh, you know, maybe talk to other people and hear their stories, and that yeah. was a dramatic shift in the podcast. It, it was. I think I think we had a conversation. I remember after those first few podcasts where we, we took a look at this idea of life after bliss and thought about it more broadly, right? And thought, okay, yeah, so life changed for us, but it could change in a hundred other ways that is not divorce-related, sure. is not marriage-related, is not anything-related. Um, and I think that's where you start to realize that everybody, everybody has stories of life not panning out the way they envisioned it. And what do you do with that? What do you make of it? You know, do you get defeated by it? Do you build into something better? I mean, who knows? Sometimes you don't. And and people just have stories that are both heartbreaking and beautiful. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I like that. And I liked inviting people in here. And I liked uh, that whole concept of, of, of hearing other people's stories and really giving a voice to other people that wanted to tell their story. We had a lot of people reach out to us. Um, we did, you know, we did like, I think we recorded about 30 podcasts altogether. Um, we didn't put them all out there just because, well, just it didn't work out a couple of yeah. times. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really kind of cool hearing other people's story and kind of getting involved in their stories. And I'm a sentimental guy. I like to hear uh, stories of redemption. I think most of the stories had that kind of the hook of redemption at the end of them. Or They did. They did. And we had some, we had some guests on that were just people that, you can't come, this doesn't come through on a podcast sometimes, but there's like a presence of them, a presence of peace or like, man, they tell their stories and you just think, dang, I someday I want to be that, right? Where you're like sitting on the other side of it. And because some of them are so much further in their story than we are. And sure. it's like, there's this beautiful reward at the end. So what did you, like, who was some of our favorite guests that you liked a lot? I mean, some of them were, were very fun and entertaining. And some of them were just like, like, I'll tell you like Cujo, for instance. That dude, I was like, just be my friend. Like, yeah. let's just hang out. You want to go grab a beer? I found out actually after the podcast, I have a mutual friend with Cujo, and so uh, we were. I was sitting at a bar uh, a couple weeks ago, having a drink with a guy, and he's and we we're talking about friends, and he's like, "Yeah, Cujo's a good buddy of mine." I'm like, "You know Cujo?" And he used to fly with Cujo, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is the world is connected in bizarre ways," and so. Yeah, yeah. So I would I would put him up there high, and then I, I gotta say Rebecca Klein, great guest. Everybody love Rebecca Klein. Yeah, you know, just in terms of the ability to have a conversation, her story. She's such an impressive human being. Um, yeah, you know, very very inspiring. What I love about hers is, like, her story isn't done in that it it ended in this perfect way, but it sort of is done in that she's like killing it where she's at. Like that she, to me is inspiring. She, I it's inspiring to me when people can find uh, contentment and and just like hope with where they're at and just and just be content and yet striving for something more at the same time. And that I I kind of got that from her story for sure. I, I think there, I am not this way, but there are these people who no matter how many detours they get pushed onto in life, no matter where life pushes them in terms of paths they always seem to act like they're exactly where they meant to be. And it's infuriating to me as a planner, like these people who are just like, yeah. yep, no, this is perfect. And you're like, but that's not what you said like an hour ago. Like that's not where you, it's like, no, no, but this is, this is even better. Just watch. And you're like, what? They roll the punches. They, they do. It's not adaptability. is <laughs> not one of my strengths. Yeah, we, you know, we did a couple of podcasts without you, which I really liked a lot. We did... 
Like, Thanks, man. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> was, no, I mean, like, you missed out. The There's just something special about these <laughs> these particular podcasts, huh? Well, they were all um, musicians and stuff. Like, we did one with, uh, what was that one band? Colony uh, House. Colony House, of course. And then we did one with uh, was Tyson Matzenbacher. And then the last one we did was with Ben Chive. All people that we're kind of connected to. And they all had stories of life after bliss, of, like, having these moments, like we talked about. And they, you know, they're so articulate. They're writing music, and they're just reaching people on a broad base. And uh, wow, it was just it was rich to hear their stories. We and uh, even with Colony House, their dad is uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And so after the podcast wrapped, we uh, we just sat and talked about growing up in that family and what that would look like. And and you know, he's having theological discussions with his father and stuff like this about using the word hell in a uh, in a song. And it's just, it's really... Yeah, those guys were super down to earth. Like, when the mics weren't rolling and stuff, they were just like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, not a big head, not a big deal that who who they were, who their parents, their family, you know what I mean? Wow. It was just, they seemed very grounded. It was really good. <clears throat> we had uh, uh, people like Courtney Smith, who uh, who dropped the F-bomb a bunch of times on the podcast. Oh, that was a fun one. That was the a fun one. Podcast. We had... Uh, <laughs> We had the solo traveling babe that telling stories about you know living out in the woods and uh, with cougars around. Yeah, being being tracked by <laughs> not not older women tracking him to be clear, yeah, like cougars, actual yeah. like big cats. Yeah. yeah, you know, Tom, you should go for a cougar. I think he'd be a good catch. I thought you were gonna say the solo traveling. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Either or, Tom. Either or. We had my good friend uh, Jeff Koziatek about uh, the yeah. value one. He was a really he's an entertainer. He's been really hit hard with the uh, the COVID thing because oh, yeah. he's a speaking and entertaining, and it, he's had to like literally readjust his entire uh, career based on it. So that's been interesting. Um, we did the marriage story review and commentary. That was actually one of my favorites. Was it really? Okay. Yeah. No. No. I I really liked the movie. I really liked talking about it. I liked how we were like literally just sitting down and talking about it one night. And I'm like, let's just get the microphones out. Let's just do a podcast right now about that was actually one of our most listened to podcasts, the the marriage story review. And so that was that really hit home to me for sure. Oh, I mean, that movie, I haven't gone back to it. No, it was like it touched something that was was hard. It was really hard. Yeah, no, it was it was but it was it was relatable to me in a way that made it feel much less. How am I trying to say this? Uniquely painful. It seemed more like, oh, like this is universally like supposed like to be like anybody this. that goes through that feels these sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. It almost yeah. It, it made me feel a little more like it was a brotherhood. Yeah. Like you're introduced into a family being a divorce guy, is that what you're saying? Just all of it, right? <clears throat> the messiness of it. Like even the ending of the movie where it's like, you know, like life goes on and you find beauty. In, in a situation that was not how you envisioned it. And it was just like, yeah, it's kind of like there's always going to be a little bit of bitter with the sweet, just in terms of the lost relationships with your kids and time and stuff like that. Like there's always going to be a little bit of bitter in there, no matter what life does. Like that aspect of, of like specifically with the, the relationship with the kids is always going to have a little bitter in there. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep on remembering like, the dynamic is forever changed and it'll never be the same. We were talking about it this at dinner tonight and you were saying adamantly over and over again, the relationship is over. It's done. You cannot, per, you cannot and continue. Not, not just the relationship because you, me, anybody who comes out of that, a lot of times it was so toxic. You don't want that relationship. Sure. But there could be something about that dynamic or even the picture of a family unit that you desperately crave to go back to. It was comfortable, it was safe, it was all these things. And so it's like you you can rebuild some of that stuff if you find the right people and you do the work and all that, but it will never be, you're, you can never go back. You have to go forward. Yeah, if yeah, I can't even imagine what that would look like, but, but yeah, you're right, you have to go. There's a movie that Tom likes so much, his favorite movie, Meet the Robinsons from uh, Disney. Great movie. It, yeah. Most people don't know it. It's a good one. It wasn't a very popular one. But uh, the theme is keep moving forward. And that was yeah. that Walt Disney's theme. Is that what that was? Yeah, it was one of his quotes in the middle that is keep moving forward. I mean, if I, I guess if there's anything that I've learned through this podcast, I mean, that's one of my things is like I literally, uh, sometimes I get stuck in a romantic sen- sentiment in my mind or 
a story or or something like I'm just tied and drawn to things and uh, whether it be uh, you know a, a, a picture that was left behind or or something but I'm drawn to these moments and I'm trying to get all the emotion out of a, uh, out of something like that but I lose something because I miss on yeah another opportunity well, of moving forward have you ever been like on a one-way street or just on a like a, a narrow street going the wrong way or no what? and everybody's cruising along <laughs> but somebody like misses the spot they wanted or something and they're like a hundred feet too far and they're just gonna stop because they think they're gonna back up and then like people start lining up on it and you know they're like waiting and they're like trying to back up a little bit and the guy behind them but it's never gonna happen there's like 13 yeah. cars there it's like sometimes in our mind we see something and we're like but I just want to go back. But it's like life is a one-way street. You miss it, it's gone. Like you just got to keep going and you just got to keep looking. Like you, Or else you're going to be the jackass standing there. <laughs> but what if you can loop back? And there's, <laughs> the there's no loops there. in life, okay, Tom? What if you loop back and it's a better <laughs> spot than the spot you originally let, intended on? Let me tell you And a story. that's the beauty of Thanks the Thanks for breaking down so, my analogy. So, uh, so... I've learned, I'm trying to learn this lesson of patience and the girl that I like is trying to teach me this lesson or, or maybe God or maybe the universe is trying to teach me a lesson. It's all good. So as, as I'm trying to learn this lesson, um, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I, um, I was called last minute to fix a, uh, a toilet in North County. And, uh, so I'm driving up there and I know how to fix toilets. I know how, and I was like, you know what? I'm a toilet snob, by the way. You remember? So I, I just know all about your toilet snob. So right? I just he buy. He like a model. Yeah, I, I, I have a model that I like a lot, of course. <laughs> yeah, but you know why, right? I don't. Because the tank is not connected by the two <laughs> bolts. <laughs> Somebody's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> So, so <laughs> I thought he liked to support American-made products. So, anyways, <laughs> I had a limited amount of time, and uh, and I was just, I was going to zoom up there and do this job and zoom back, and it wasn't even my house. And I go up there and I go to Home Depot and I buy the stupid toilet, and I'm and I'm just in a rush and just go 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 go. I load the thing up. You know how heavy toilets are, so I'm picking this thing up and throwing it in the back of my truck, and um and I had it on one of these like industrial carts, okay, and uh and. You know, you sorry to to put the cart back would take an extra like two minutes to walk it all the way to the cart ramp, and I was like, I'm just gonna save time. I'm just gonna park the cart right here, and I parked it in front of my truck, like I literally parked a cart, like an industrial cart, and then by the time I got back to my cart, uh, sorry, back to my car, and I was driving off, I forgot that I parked the cart there, and so I put my car in drive, and I drove at about you know two miles an hour towards this cart and it didn't do so well with my fender and I literally like wrecked my fender so I'm up in North County and I did all this damage to the front of my car and it literally costs like twelve, fifteen hundred dollars or something like that to fix this car oh, and and all this because I wasn't aware I wasn't patient I, I, I was just trying to see what I wanted to see and I'm learning these lessons of like and I'm going to counseling I'm talking about how I can slow down slow down slow down and even in my business life, it's it's it, it's screaming in my ears. John, just be aware, just be patient, just just slow down, just slow down. And so this job that would normally have been really uh, easy and wouldn't have cost any money whatsoever, I was just going to go up there and do the job and come back. It ended up costing me like close to two thousand dollars, and I was so frustrated with myself. But you know, if I learned patience because of that lesson right there, maybe it was the best two thousand dollars I ever spent. It's not too much to learn that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be a lot worse. It could. Yeah, our our brother bought a a bummer of a car right now. He's dealing with it, and it could cost him way more than two thousand dollars. So, that's personal. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. The thing that sticks out to me is you're that guy though. The the people who leave the cart in the parking lot. <laughs> that's to me. I'm just gonna say it, man. Like those people I'm, are infuriating. I'm an a-hole, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I through storm through like snow. Like if I bring the cart out, it's at least making it to the the outdoor little yeah where the carts go. I, where they I tell you what, congregate. since that happened, that was like four months ago. That was right in the middle of COVID. Um, I haven't done that since, and I've just really been really careful just to be aware and walk around my truck yeah, before I drive that's, it. That's fair. I just want to apologize, though, because I'm pretty sure I've 
prayed for that to happen. Not to you specifically, <laughs> but to like someone you see them. So do you feel like your prayer request has been answered? I do. In a small. I am, yeah, I'm gonna go go check that off and be like, it works. God still answers prayers. There it is. <laughs> Screw you, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was hard for it to happen, but I'm glad, and I on the I'm on the other side of it now. Yeah, but I I swear, like the uh, I think like seriously, I'm in, invited into a story where I can learn how to slow down a little bit, and even though that's counter everything that I know, um, I'm kind of trying to embrace that a little bit. And so with that, let's talk about this. This is um. Let's talk about this. Do you regret anything about the podcast? And don't be one of those guys who are like, I don't have any regrets in life. I hate that crap. Oh, do you? Do you? Do am, you I, am I that kind of guy? What well, do you I think? don't think you are, actually. No, no I, I regret so much in life. No, I yeah. I wish that I was I one of I think those people, people are full of it. But I, I don't. They say you know that. what I'm talking about. Like, uh, you can't live in regrets. I don't regret anything. I'm Everything like, happened but, for a reason. But you... You know, dump fifty thousand dollars into Bitcoin. Now it's worth twenty five bucks. You know, like you're an idiot. You know, like yeah. not that that's the story, but you know, like I hate people that say I don't have any regrets. Yeah, no, I don't hate those I'm, people. I just, I'm know. not one of those people. They're they're definitely. I do wonder about how it'll age. Right, you throw anything out there, and you're like, okay, who's going to listen to this? When are they going to listen to it? There's nothing that I look back on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I said that one thing. But there is a level of just general exposure that I think about in terms of, of my dating and in terms of my thought processes through that, that I'm not, none of it, because I'm a pretty guarded person in general. Like if anybody's listened to the podcast, John's out here like, and then she said this, and then I said this, and I was thinking this, and I'm very much like... <laughs> well, you told some stories that I were did, pretty... I did tell some stories, but yeah, though I mean... They all happened. Pretty detailed. They, yeah. they were, yeah. So, but I feel like when, because I'm the guy that was the whatever executive producer, executive producer. <laughs> uh, you know, I hear all these podcasts normally before they hit air or whatever, and I, I feel like anything that you guys said, especially you in particular, since we're talking about you, I think you would let your kids listen to it or your family, yeah. like you wouldn't be embarrassed or be like, oh, oh no, I would never want them to hear this or, no, I you know go, what I mean? Like, I'd go over to my family's and they'd be like, oh, so I listen to this yeah, podcast. You told me your mom listened to it and would tell you. Oh, she'd like, give me notes. notes. She's like, now here's what you need to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you need to awesome. make sure, yeah, no, that's it. So you go over, that's fun though, right? You're telling a story about I, some I like naked it. woman in a bathtub <laughs> and it's like your mom's like, let me give you notes, son. <laughs> When did we go wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah, no, but but it is it's it is a funny thing in terms of just the overall like exposure level for me. Even the amount I gave, I'm like I don't know. Like that that's just something that makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Does uh, it still make you uncomfortable knowing it's out there? Or I, I yeah, I would say it definitely makes me uncomfortable. I don't I don't know that I'd be like no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Like regret to me means I wish I didn't like. So, but there are definitely parts of it that make me nervous. I am the probably the most thoughtful about just we both have ex wives. Things that I said there, that would probably be the only thing. There might have been a, a couple things along the way where it's like, did I expose too much? Did I share too much of a part of the story that wasn't my part? Um, so if if I aired any of it, it would probably, or if I regretted some, I'd have to listen to the specific things. But I'm sure there were a couple times where I probably touch something that I shouldn't have. Yeah. I, if, if you did it a couple of times, I probably did it a dozen times. So I, I don't think you're alone in that. Um, I get out there and I just keep on sharing until, you know, I'm that guy. And so I'm, I'm learning to not be that guy, but, but I, it's, you can't take back what you've already said. So you're like, you kind of live in that world. You, you do. And I mean, you, sometimes we stub our toes and you know, it's it's tricky, right? Because some of your stuff, maybe the podcast gets you in trouble a little bit here or there. You wonder if that isn't just a focal point of something else that was going to come out anyway. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Could, we could be creating something and just touching on, on source uh, topics that were already there and just festering. But sometimes you just give an opening to things that were already thought or assumed about you anyway. So. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I did this thing when we were talking a lot of times, uh, and I would tell these like sentimental or romanticized stories about, uh, what life used to be like, um, and hence the title life after bliss. And I would tell stories and, and, uh, 
and really show emotion about about you know my last uh, my first marriage, my last marriage, <laughs> and um, and like I kind of wish that I wouldn't have put so much emphasis on that because I I think at times I uh, maybe exposed a little bit too much there or. I, you know, I went into things with all these raw emotions and I just had a, it kind of bled out sometimes. And so, I don't know. I, I feel I feel a little bit of that. Yeah, that makes sense. You're such an emotional guy, though. So it's... Yeah, but aren't girls supposed to be the emotional ones? Isn't that the stereotype we've been running with? Like, guys are withdrawn and they keep quiet and, and girls are the ones that are gabbing. And... 2020, John. You're allowed to emote, man. <laughs> you think so? I would ask, what did you do last night? Oh, what did I do last night? I uh... <laughs> Thomas does the answer. Oh, yeah. I did yoga last night. Yeah, I was out doing yoga. So I'm like, it, you're talking about aren't girls supposed to whatever? I sure. Mean, like, okay, what but, dudes go and do yoga? But I was I, literally, I was. There was only like three guys there doing yoga. Maybe two, two or three guys doing yoga, and thirty women. I just need to know one thing. Yeah. Are you not sure if there were two or three, or was there one human there that you weren't sure, male, female? It was Pat. <laughs> You remember Pat, right? Pat. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's an old SNL joke for everybody. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, no way. You know, I was so focused on on doing my yoga and like and like stretching and all these things and following the poses. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, and also, I had two glasses of wine beforehand, and so it, that changes yoga dramatically. Uh, you know what happens when I drink wine, right? I do. You get yeah. really flexible. No. Oh. <laughs> but but it doesn't help your uh, stability. I'll it tell you that. Joke. So, uh, anyways, I, I look back on the podcast with uh, kind of a, uh, a mixed emotion sometimes because I, I feel like I overshared maybe a little bit. But as part of the process, man. And, but here, and I, I, here's what I think: I think people enjoyed that oversharing uh, because, oh yeah, because because that creates like tension and you get to hear raw stuff and like we had a lot of people listening and, and I would get this feedback: man, you're just so honest with everything you feel. Why? Why? How? Why would you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should be friends. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go do yoga tomorrow? <laughs> so is but I'm, I'm I, I was just gonna say I think that's what made the podcast good though because I feel like if you do listen to people on podcasts and they're not being raw and authentic, it's just like you can tell, and so you don't want to listen to it. You, you're just going to go listen to something else, and you're not going to tune into that podcast anymore. So when you do do hear people that are being vulnerable and those sorts of things, you're like, "Hey, this guy's a straight shooter." Like, I I'm into this. I dig that. Yeah, that's my person. What were you say, Thomas? No, I was just going to ask you. So as you you think back then to the the podcast, if you could go back a a year and you could talk to to John a year ago. Going into the podcast or into life, like what, what would you say to him? Like, what what are the words of wisdom for for one year ago, John? Well, honestly, like just the things that I'm hearing right now is like slow down. You don't have to have an answer right now. You don't have to know the end story right now. Be patient. Listen. <laughs> I mean, these are just like generic things, but like actually, like take the time to listen to what somebody else has to say. And then maybe reflect on that before you just like throw your thing back out there. We're all guilty sometimes of like formulating our thoughts before listening to the other person's complete thoughts. And I'm totally good because I, I don't want the conversation to ever die. Like I want it just to keep on going. One of these podcasts we did um, with one of the last ones, Ben Chive, uh, that we talked to, uh, he was telling a story and I thought he had finished his story and we were on a phone line and I just started buttoning in and I started talking <laughs> And this he said, hey, excuse me, John. He's like, um, I'm in the middle of a story. Can you tell your story later? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but he, he, was just like, like, he was just like, hey, just can you just let me finish this really quick? <laughs> I, 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 and I edited it out and made, yeah. made myself look like not an idiot. But like, I'm like, you know what? That is so classic, John, of like just not allowing something to just like rest on its own. And in life, I do that. I like, I just, I... I want to come in and fix the problem. I want to fix the problem. I want to fix the problem. I want to get in there. You, you know, you know. You tell me that we needed some time. Why is it that the girls in my life have all told me that they need two things for me: time and space? <laughs> you know, but maybe, maybe I'm being invited into something bigger where I'm allowed to actually learn from that time and learn from that space. And so I, I know I'm not trying to cop out with that answer. No, but, I think that's a, that's a great answer. But. I, 
I've learned that. That's the one thing I've learned to just maybe just shut up a little bit. And it's weird because I like to talk. And uh, when I go to parties or when I go to events and I'm quiet, people are like, hey, John, what's wrong? Is, is everything all right? Like, I notice you're not talking a lot. I'm like, maybe I just want to be quiet tonight, <laughs> you know? And so uh, I'm trying to be maybe work in a different arena almost. Balancing yourself a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were on a group chat, our friends, and I, I bailed off the group chat. I was like, you did. I just wanted to have a little bit of space there. So I don't know. Can you add me tonight, though? Yeah, I don't know. No, we <laughs> have a, we actually in. have a pact. We've talked about it without you. Now that oh, you're nice. gone, it's like nobody let John back in. <laughs> what if you made like a fake group with everybody in it just for John, and then like nobody was really talking, but you had that other one still that he pulled away from? That's just he, too complicated. Well, we actually had to delete our old one that we had without him because now we just have a duplicate because he left the other one, and it's like, what do we? We don't need two without John. Like, you really deleted the old one? No, I'm teasing. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> so we are going to take a quick break. We're going to have some ice cream tonight. Our This show is brought to you by ice cream, uh, icecream.com. It's it's a great place to get ice cream. Friendly yeah. folks at schnooks. Well, the friendly folks at schnooks.com. <laughs> but yeah, this show is brought to you by ice cream. And in uh, our long sponsor, uh, Sweet Inspirations, they, who has stayed open through COVID, and they're still cranking out the bakery treats. Yeah. So if you need In to case. add to your COVID-15... That's yeah. a great place to do it. It's a great one. Okay. It's a code of 15. I'm allowed to gain this 15 pounds? Tom. It's muscle mass, I swear. Minus two. <laughs> I always keep my muscle mass right on the side of my gut. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Okay, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about some, uh, some. we're, we're going we're to share some sentimental, sentimental words when we get back. And that'll be, we'll wrap up season one of the Lifetime to Post podcast, and then we'll see what's next. Yeah, so bring your Kleenexes, you know. Oh, good. yeah. You got big news? Is yeah, big news coming? No, just all oh. the sweet things I have oh. to say about John. There are tears coming. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. And welcome back to the Life After Bliss podcast. We just had an ice cream break, and every everybody should have an ice cream break every once in a while. At least once a day. Once a day. Yeah. You know, a dessert can be eaten when? Anytime. Anytime, right? Yeah. Ice cream. Is ice cream off the table for breakfast or not? I would eat it on the table, but I mean <laughs> that would be fine. Fair In enough. a bowl, I'd hope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. So I had uh, what was that? Chocolate covered strawberry ice cream. That was pretty good. Yeah. That wasn't bad. And then I had some magic shell on top. What'd you have, Thomas? I mean, I had a blend. I had some cookies and cream, some chocolate ice cream, and some strawberry. Yeah, I went all three too. And not like Neapolitan, you know, garbage where you get like. No, these were these were yeah, fancy. These were separate containers. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because the Neapolitan people can't can't nail it. They can't get all three at the same time. They I I've never liked that. It just seems like a like an overscoop. Like you, you feel well, bad. Like there's no toppings in there either. It's just all. Well, the vanilla is not a really good vanilla normally. No. You know, it's just it's like a cheap man's ice cream. Which to which, get all three okay. to get three flavors in one. Let's you talk know? about that for it a second. Like a okay, so so you have the three topics. The, the three. Uh, Three ice creams, which one had? Which I think one should be a dominant ice cream, and then should control the rest of the ice creams. It'd so be like, chocolate. Okay, so chocolate is a dominant. So if you get some chunks in that chocolate, get some good chocolate mix in there, then maybe it would be enough to override the bad vanilla or the strawberry. That's normally what people do, and the strawberry normally is okay, but that chocolate normally will override your vanilla. So like, because what you, inadvertently what you would see is like. The chocolate and the strawberry go fast, and there's Correct. all the vanilla just sitting there. And somebody's like, "Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll be the one." You know, right? Yeah. So you get out your hot fudge or your something because <laughs> you're like, "I'm not eating this plain." <laughs> hide the taste. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, so uh, hide the taste. Okay, so uh, we are gonna. This is this is kind of uh, kind of interesting. Like this. So I should. I, and I, we haven't ex- announced this, but Thomas. Uh, because of his life changes and him getting married, uh, Thomas is no longer going to be part of the podcast. And so this is actually his last uh, season or last last uh, episode of co-hosting the podcast. That is. So when this becomes like a huge deal, like in 10 years, I'm going to look back and go, oh, I was in at the ground floor. <laughs> well, well <laughs> why did I sell Apple at 1984? Same, same, Tom. Same, same. <laughs> So I and I yeah we, and I'll, I'll clarify that too. So like uh, we say, life circumstances. It's certainly not that that life circumstances fully. I think some of it too is is the evolution of the podcast and the evolution of 
of recognizing who I am. Like, I like the way this podcast has evolved into getting people on to tell stories. That's not my gifting. That's not like where I find um, that I that I want to like invest my time in. I am much better talking about ideas than I am about stories. Yeah, um, that's I just not that. my thing. I, I I get it. But you rolled with the punches really, really good. So that was I tried to keep up with you. But yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> you know. Yeah. Does this mean you're going to announce a new podcast? Yeah. With <laughs> ideas. It's yeah. the Courtney and Thomas <laughs> podcast. No. It's all about how to get married within five months. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, it's like how to blend families during yeah. COVID 19. Yeah. No, it's, it is a big task, though, like ahead of me. Like, I, I've, I mean, I've spent, I mean, she and I have spent so many hours talking through the dynamics of that, right? We've got three children between us. You're blending families. You've got change going on there. I mean, that is a ton. And, Boy, you just don't want to blow it. I mean, I we've talked a little bit about it, um, and I respect, I really do like the, the thought you put into it, because I'm, I'm honestly, I'm one of those guys that, hey, you know, let's just jump and figure out where we land. Well, you know, my lesson I'm learning right now in patience, and you know, love is patient, love is kind, and like learning to go slowly. There's no room for that, you know. I mean, we that works in business sometimes, or that works in 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 some of my other side operations, but in relationship life, like there needs to be an answer when you jump, you know, sometimes there needs to be more of a conclusion before you just kind of jump and hope that things work out. And so I, I know there's yeah, a blend well, there. No, I mean, there is, but that's the tricky part is with kids, that's where it becomes true. Like I could just jump, right? I'm an adult and it's fine. You figure it out and it's like, oh, there might be some bumps along the way, but it's like now you get kids along for the ride and you're trying to create stability and you know that whatever you do early on is going to create huge implications for how things run. And so it's like just the thoughtfulness that is required there. And I have a a wonderful 12-year-old now daughter, but boy, she's a feeler. She's an emoter. And it's like, you know, you just, to take care of that is, is, I've had some sleepless nights, I'm not going to lie, like just thinking through the dynamics there and how to make sure nobody gets lost. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. That's very empathetic of you. And, and honestly, it's really cool. And I, I respect that. I've heard some of the ways you've already implemented uh, conjoining the, the two together and uh, just, you know, making sure everybody's on the same page and over communicating and just making everybody feel welcome and feel at home, even though your kids are only your half the time. And just the things you've talked to me about personally, um, I respect that. And so there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for growth there, which is really cool. So you're going into a new strata, and I respect that. You're going to be missed greatly on the podcast. Although, I, honestly, we don't really have a, a, an idea of what the next thing is on the podcast or if the podcast will even exist any longer. So uh, with, without sounding too weird or shallow, I'm going to pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> Go do my yoga and meditate. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm literally just going to kind of just uh, give some time to some some stuff and just figure out where or if it, it needs to exist. And, and uh, you know, it was a good first season. I've enjoyed it thoroughly and I've learned some stuff through the podcast. And so with that, I wanted to say that um, I didn't know you like three years ago, two years ago, I didn't know you. Wait, did we get to know each other about two years ago? Yeah, about two, two years. years ago and four months, five months, something yeah. like that. And um, I've really, really, and you know this, but I really appreciate you as a person. I really respect you as a person. And um, this journey that we've gone through together um, has really opened my mind and my heart to the new possibilities that are out there. And your guidance and your friendship through that has really been a really big uh, indicator and a really big kind of proponent of where I'm at right now and how I've grown from where I was. And I just really love and respect you as a person. And, and I, you know, we got to know each other really well through this podcast. Um, and through all of our coffee dates, or actually uh, <laughs> coffee dates. Uh, our Bakery day. Our bakery dates. Bakery day Thursdays. Bakery day Thursday. But it's been, it's been really, really fun watching you and getting to know you and just spending time with you. Um, you've been like a brother, honestly. I mean, I my brothers live in Colorado, and and you've been a guy that's been always available, always willing to talk about, you know, the hard things in life. And um, and this podcast has been an, an out, 
outlet to do that. And I'm getting all sentimental here and I'm not like, not like losing you, but, but you're going to a different spot, it's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Life is, is changing. Yeah. And so I just want to say that I appreciate you being willing to take this risk and doing this podcast with me. And I appreciate you for all the advice and all the uh, camaraderie you've given me to me in this season of life. And so that's meant a great deal. It's really give me, uh, give me more than you can ever know. So you've loved on me in a way that nobody else has throughout this process. Super encouraging, man. And man, I should have gone first. You know, it's always easier <laughs> to go first. You're like, oh. He no, just... You don't have to say anything. He's no, like, no. Because... You, know, like, you used to be like, hey, it's been cool. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thanks right on, for pointing. No, no, the thing that I want to say to you is like, we are now like brothers in arms. Have you ever like gone, you hear about like soldiers. I've never been to war. You guys have never been in the military. But like people who come back from the military and they're like, yeah, I serve with that guy. Like we will forever be... Yeah, like a bond brother in arms and like you are a brother in arms to me because of what we walk through like that is something to the day i die like wherever life takes us right like whenever we get together it'll be like yeah like he and i we were in the foxhole together like yeah and that that to me is like there's a bond there a brotherhood that we are a part of that i don't share with almost i, I can't think of anybody in that way that i share that that bond with because of how connected we were in a time that was super, super hard to me. Like you were there. Like we spent lots of nights together. We talked. If I had anything to say, it didn't matter. There was no judgment. There was nothing that I could have said something totally off the wall. No judgment from you. And the thing that I just want to encourage you about is you, you are a guy who brings energy and life to things. And sometimes, John, like we've heard in this podcast or through your stories, like some people are going to push back against that, but that is a unique gift. It's unique. So few people have that gift of like just bringing life to things and bringing energy and breathing life and keeping life in things. And it's a gift that you have and all the patience work you're doing, it's great. All the growth, that's great. But like, don't lose that guy. That's the guy, like, that's what makes you special. Do you know what I'm saying? I think I do. Yeah, Yeah. and so, like, whatever feedback you get in life, like, know that that's the thing that makes you special. And I've seen, like, a, it's kind of like a dumb meme um, out there, but I think it's, like, really true. And it's, like, um, the the meme is that a a guy gives his, his son, like, this old watch, right? And he says, take it to a pawn shop and ask him what it's worth. Have you seen this one, Tom? No, I haven't. Yeah, and he takes it to the pawn shop, and the pawn shop's like, I'll give you, you know, 50 bucks for it. He's like, okay. He's like, now go take this. Um, where does he say? He says, now go take this to, um, like, a, a resale shop or whatever. And they're like, oh, I'll give you, like, five bucks for it, like a, a Goodwill type thing. He's like, okay, now go take this to this watch collector shop. And they're like, I'll give you $10,000 for it. He's like, Why? He's like, if you're not valued, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you're not in the right place. And that's what I'd encourage you to remember is like wherever you go, if somebody's like, no, this isn't working, it's not that there's a problem with you. You're in the wrong place. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like find the people that value you because there are. Like I see that I fed off of that like life-giving energy that you bring. Not to say that you're perfect, not to say that you can't grow, but like if people don't appreciate that about you and see it, go to where they appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to sit and think about that for a second. Yeah. So, I, yeah, but that's very encouraging. I appreciate it. I love, I love being part of things. I love creating things. I love, um, I love doing the things you're talking about. And I don't want to lose that. I, I don't want to lose that. It's a gift, man. It is a raw gift that you have it. It's one that I wish I possessed. So it's, it's very like as I look at it, I'm like, don't ever change that aspect of it. Because, I, man, I, I wish I had it. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Well, with that note... I think we're going to say goodbye to life after bliss for now. And I don't, like I said, I don't know what the next chapter is. I don't, who knows? Who knows? We're just going to leave it open-ended and, and uh, maybe it'll pop up someday again. And maybe, maybe this is it. I don't know this, but that's all right. That's how life is sometimes. Who's going to get the final word? It's got to be John. Me? (laughs) We appreciate. For season one. Yeah. For season one. Yeah. (laughs) 
We appreciate all the people who uh, spent time with us, listened to us, were patient with us. Thomas's mom. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, and just all the people that uh, they gave us a shot. And we've had, man, a lot of streams. We've had a lot of like a lot of listeners and a lot of people feeding back. And it's been really, really uh, cool to see, to be able to create something and, and something that's going to stick out there until I hit delete on my computer. <laughs> so uh, with that... Uh, we're going to say goodbye to Life One, Life One, <laughs> Life After Bliss Season One. So, good night. You've got this feeling somewhere, everything brings you down, and I'd like to try and take a chance to tell you it's not happenstance that I love you cause you know it's true but you don't need another love song tell you how far you've gone you just need someone to hug and say everything's okay And some you'll wish you never had And I know sometimes it's hard to see When you compare your life to that of the movies Cause you know it's true that I love you But you don't need another love song Tell you how far you're gone You just need someone to hug and say Everything's okay, yeah Cause you don't need a million dollars Try and change the current weather You just need someone to hug and say Everything's okay Everything's okay